It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Monday edition of Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, hosting the program today. Would love to pray with you if you've got any prayer requests. Would love to answer uh, any Bible questions you may have. Would love to talk with you if you've got something to, to say today. So uh, you can call us at 303-690-3000. You can also text at 720-336-0897. And would love to take your questions or your prayer requests today. So at our church at Calvary Belmar this past weekend, uh, we have been going through the, the book of Colossians. And we were in Colossians chapter 4 uh, this week, and we were looking in verse um, 5 and 6 kind of specifically, where Paul the Apostle encourages us to walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. And we talked about evangelism. That was really our focus this past Sunday, about sharing our faith with those who don't know the Lord and the importance of that. And, you know, evangelism is something that, that many of us are uncomfortable doing, sharing our faith with those who are, are not believers. Uh, we get nervous about it if we're honest with ourselves and um, just kind of put out the question, why is it that we get nervous about it? What are we afraid of? Are we afraid that somebody's going to get saved? Because, uh, of course, that would be the goal. That would be what we really would love to see happen. Um, but I think, you know, we get afraid of what people are going to think about us. We get afraid of what people are going to, um, to respond, how they're going to respond to us. But the reality is that God has called us to be evangelists in our communities, to, to share the gospel, to walk in wisdom toward those who are outside the church. And so just, just kind of some of the things that have been on my mind uh, for the past several days, just as we had that study yesterday and thinking about it and trying to apply that uh, in our day-to-day -day life today as well. So if you have questions even about evangelism today or about how to share your faith or what that looks like, I uh, would love to answer those at well, as well. Once again, the phone number is 303-690-3000. You can text at 720-336-0897. You are listening to Grace FM if you're in Colorado on the Front Range, Colorado Springs, Fort Collins, Lakewood, Denver, on up to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and uh, listening to Hope FM if you are on the East Coast in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, or Maryland. And um, we've got a great opportunity with this program to, to, to pray for people. Last week we had some great calls come in um, from both the, the Colorado area as well as the East Coast. So once again, the phone number is 303-690-3000, or you can text at 720-336-0897. I'm going to take a quick look at the text line. Looks like we had one that came in. Um, this person that has texted in today said, I could use some prayer. I'm grateful to have a job, but the environment is toxic. I've been looking and praying for a job closer to home since September as I drive an hour and 15 minutes each way, a job that I would find joy serving in. Thanks from Dave. Dave, we would love to pray for you. would love to lift up your situation to the Lord. I know an hour and a 15-minute drive is, is quite a a challenge, and especially when your work environment is really hard. So uh, I'm going to pray a couple of things for you, Dave. I'm going to pray that while you're there, that you would just have the, the Spirit of God upon you and be able to shine a light in that community. 
and that um, if the Lord would lead you out, that he would open those doors and show you what that looks like. So let's, let's come together and lift up Dave this afternoon. Father, we just thank you for Dave, and um, thank you for the, the, the ability he has to have a job. We know that there are many people who are unemployed right now. Um, and just as he's in this situation, Lord, he's driving an hour and 15 minutes to get there and an hour and 15 minutes to get back. That It's really taxing, especially when he goes to his work environment and he finds that it is really hard, that people are really angry and bitter uh, and it's a toxic environment. Lord, I pray that you would give him peace in the midst of that, that his peace would shine as a light in that workplace, Lord, that people would look in and see that and say, man, I really want some of that peace that Dave has. Uh, and Lord, if you would lead him out of there, and if you have something else for him, I pray that you'd make that clear, that you would open those doors. But in the meantime, Lord, we just pray that you would give him that peace that passes understanding in the midst of that hardship. And so uh, we lift him up to you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for your text, Dave. Once again, if you would like to call or text us today, you can call at 303-690-3000. You can also text 720-336-0897. And it looks like we have Dennis from Aurora on line two. Dennis, welcome to the program. Uh, hello, Patrick. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Hello? Oh, Dennis, can you hear hello? me? Hello? Dennis, can you hear me, Dennis? Hello? Uh, is anybody there? Yeah, I think we might have lost Dennis. Let's see. Yep, looks like we lost Dennis there. Uh, Dennis, if you're still listening, please give us a call back. I'm not sure what happened there with the technical difficulties, um, but please feel free to give us a call back. We'd love to talk with you about your question. Looks like you had a question about the Gospels today. Uh, once again, the, the phone number is 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720-336-0897. All right, looks like Dennis is back on the line. Dennis, welcome to the program. Dennis, are you there? Sure. Uh, I had a quick question. Sure. Um, basically, um, I, I'm uh, I'm wondering uh, what uh, the difference is when uh, when uh, the same similar situation arises, and uh, I believe it's in uh, Mark and John when uh, uh, Jesus is anointed with an expensive perfume, and uh, and uh, he almost says it's almost the exact same situation. I just wonder if it's two different situations or just the same situation told in a different way yeah so so what you're talking about is two, the, kind of the way that the different gospels interact mm -hmm. when you see similar stories mm -hmm. and different things is that correct anybody uh i don't think dennis can hear me but I, i'm going to go ahead and try to answer dennis's question um so, yeah so i don't know dennis if you're still listening i want to go ahead and try to answer your question there um, when we look through the Gospels, we have the, the four different Gospels in the Scriptures. Um, and when you look through the Gospels, you find many similar stories, and you find many of the same stories repeated throughout them. They're not all of the same stories throughout all the Gospels, and there's a reason. Uh, they were written by different people, all of them inspired uh, by the Holy Spirit, absolutely, but they're written by different people who had a different focus as they wrote the Gospel. And so, so they didn't all include every single story. In fact, uh, the, the Apostle John as he was writing the Gospel of John, said that if it, one book were to contain all of the stories that, that, that happened, everything that happened, you, you, the whole world couldn't contain it. And so when we look through the Gospels, it's kind of a summation of some of the highlights of Jesus' ministry. So when you see the different stories throughout the Gospels, 
Um, there are some stories that are the same, and there are some that are slightly different. You find different uh, examples of similar things that happened. And so um, there's two different instances of Jesus feeding large crowds, for example, that they're different uh, instances. It's not the same thing. Um, and you, you find that repeatedly in different places. Now, um, a, a good way to look, a, look at that and to kind of go about trying to figure out how all that ties together is to go online and Google Harmony of the Gospels. And there's one on um, blueletterbible.org. I love blueletterbible.org. It's a great resource. Uh, and if you go to blueletterbible.org or blueletterbible.com and you put in their search bar and you put Harmony of the Gospels, they have a great Harmony of the Gospels that you can look at. And it shows you chronologically um, what the Gospels look like. So you see some of them starting in Luke and then it goes into Matthew and then it goes back to Luke and then into Matthew and then into uh, Mark. And it kind of itemizes them out in the timeline of when they happened. And so I um, highly encourage you to do that. Um, Dennis, if, you, if you're still listening, I, I would go on blueletterbible.org, blueletterbible.com, and click in the search bar and click Harmony of the Gospels, and it'll give you a great list of uh, kind of the chronological order of events. And you'll see the places in that where two different Gospels are talking about the same event. So hope that helps you out. Hope that helps some of the other people out there out as well. Once again, you can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. Uh, looks like we have Lori from Westminster on the line. Lori, welcome to the program. Thank you. What can we do for you today, Lori? Yes. Um, I have a prayer request for my son. Uh, he's okay. in jail. Okay. And he, he just needs help, and I don't know how to help him. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's definitely pray for him. Would you mind doing me a favor and just turning your radio down just a little bit? We're getting a bit of a feedback okay. loop through there. Um, but, uh, Lori, I would love to pray with you um, for your son. What is your son's name? Hello. Oh, can you hear me? No. Lori, can you hear me? Sounds like we're having some technical difficulties today. Um, Lori would love to pray for your son. If you're still on the line, um, yep, I'm not hearing you there. Okay. There we go. Lori, can you hear me? Lori, are you still on the line? Ah, okay. Bummer. Um, we're having some technical difficulties, apparently. So, um, Lori, if you're still on the line, I'd love to pray for your son as he's in prison. And, you know, um, that, that's a, definitely a place that the Lord can really reach in and minister to him. Um, as much as we hate to see anybody in that situation, uh, being in that type of situation can really put you in a place where you have to lean on the Lord. And so uh, let's bring him before the Lord. I don't know his name. That's kind of what I was asking you the last, last question I asked there. Um, but let's bring him before the Lord. The Lord knows him. So let's do that. Lord, we come together and we lift up Lori's son to you, um, and we just know you know him, you know his situation, you know why he's in prison, uh, you know how long he's going to be there, you know the ins and outs of the whole situation, Lord, and so we commit him into your hands, and uh, just as Lori said, she uh, doesn't, doesn't know what to do for him or how to help him, Lord, we just pray that you would work in his life, Lord that you would get a hold of his heart. And if he's a believer and a follower of you, Lord, that he would turn his heart to you and find his hope 
and his peace in you, Lord. If he, if he's not a believer and he hasn't put his trust in you to be saved, Lord, I pray that you would stick somebody in his life that would preach the gospel to him, and that he would hear the truth of what you've done for him, the depths of your love for him, and that he'd turn his heart over to you, Lord, that he'd become a follower of you, Jesus. And um, we just pray for him that right now you would just surround him with your peace and with your grace, Lord, that you'd meet him where he's at, and that you would bring him uh, just a new sense of hope and life uh, even as he's there in the midst of prison. and um, for, for probably entirely different reasons, Paul the Apostle was in prison, and so the Lord uh, has a heart for those who are in prison as well. And so that many, many believers have been in prison over the years, and so, um, Lord, we just pray that you would, you would minister to him right now, and that you would bring him that peace. And I pray for Lori as well, Lord, that you would comfort her through this time as she feels helpless, as she feels like she doesn't know what she can do. Lord, help her to know that she can turn to you. Uh, that she can come to you in prayer, and that's really the best thing that she can do for her son right now. And so uh, we lift him up to you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, it looks like Lori's son's name was Daniel. Daniel. So uh, if you're listening in today, be praying for Daniel uh, as he's in prison, and be praying for Lori, for his mom, and just continue to lift them up. So uh, once again, you can call us today at 303-690-3000. You can also text at 720-336-0897. Once again, this is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, uh, Lakewood, Colorado. And if you're ever in the Lakewood area, if you live on the west side of town, we'd love to have you join us for one of our services on Sunday mornings. We meet at 9 and 10.45 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and we meet at 1 Garrison Street, so kind of right in the middle of Lakewood. So uh, we have services every week, and uh, this coming Wednesday night, we actually have a prayer service at our office, which is going to be just a great time of seeking the Lord together. And so uh, you can find that info on our website at calvarybelmar.org. That's calvarybelmar.org. Uh, we'd love to have you join us sometime. So once again, you can call us today, 303-690-3000, or text 720-336-0897. We'd love to take your prayer requests or your questions about the Bible, um, questions about life, questions about sharing your faith, as we talked about earlier, and uh, we would love to just chat with you. So you are listening to Grace FM here on the Front Range in Colorado, or Hope FM on the East Coast, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and uh, this beautiful, beautiful Monday today. It's amazing weather out there. Of course, it's February, so in Colorado, we know March is the snowiest month, and so we're waiting for that massive snowstorm. I'm sure we'll get three feet of snow uh, right around the first time of March uh, as it comes in, but we're getting near spring, and uh, spring is in the air. It's exciting, exciting time. So um, once again, would love to have you call us, 303-690-3000. And we have Linda from Lup Fort Lupton on the line. Linda, welcome to the program. Hello? Linda, how are you doing? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, hello. Linda, can you hear me? Oh. Linda, welcome to the program. Hmm. Yeah, Linda, are you still there? Uh, looks like, okay, looks like we got somebody working on this right now. Apologies for the technical difficulties today. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Linda, are you on the line? Linda, welcome to the program. No, it doesn't seem like it's coming in. I don't think she can hear me there. 
uh, Linda, please feel free to, to hang on, or um, I'm sure they're working on that back in the studio, trying to get that sorted out. Not sure exactly what's going on, but would love to, to pray for you or talk to you about what's going on there. We'll take a quick look at the prayer, the text messages that have come in. Let's see here. All right, so someone texted in. Um, Evan from Thornton, Colorado said, I'm a believer and I love the Lord. However, when I'm around another believer who is very aggressive and preachy, I find myself becoming a little uncomfortable. Can you offer any insight into why that might be? Evan, that's a great question. Um, and I guess it really depends on what specifically that person is doing and, and, and what that means and how that makes you feel uncomfortable. Uh, I can tell you when I walk downtown, for example, and I come across one of those street preachers who is yelling at people on the street, uh, I get uncomfortable about that. And I, I don't think that's exhibiting the love of Jesus as they're ministering to people. And of course, I believe in the importance of evangelism. As I just said at the beginning of the program today, uh, it's incredibly important that we walk in wisdom towards those who are outside and that we let our speech be with grace, seasoned with salt, and that we actually speak um, the gospel. We speak the truth to people and we open up our mouth and do that. But I don't think that yelling at people is the way to do that. And so I get uncomfortable around those types of people. And so if, if that's kind of what you're referring to, I think that's, a, I think that's natural to be uncomfortable. Um, however, if you're around somebody that's just speaking truth and is bold and confident about that, and that's making you uncomfortable, um, I would say that that's something where you might, you might just search your heart about that and ask, am, am I uncomfortable because of what they're saying? Or am I uncomfortable because of me? And what are the situations that you're finding yourself uncomfortable in? Is it because there's non-believers there? Or is it because it's just that person and they're speaking to you? What, what does that look like? Uh, Evan, if that's you, I mean, feel free to text back with a little bit more detail. I, I'd love to kind of give you some more insight into that. Or you can call in as well. Um, but there are definitely situations where I find myself uncomfortable around people who are being super preachy, usually if they're um, taking the word of God and using it in a manner that is unloving. That's usually when I find myself uncomfortable. But there are situations on the flip side where um, maybe it's you're uncomfortable because the Lord might be speaking to you through what they're saying. I don't know. So Evan, feel free to text back in with a, a little more detail if you'd like to, or call us. I uh, would love to talk to you about that. So it looks like we have Linda on the line again. Let's try this again. Linda from Fort Lupton. Are you on the line? Linda, are you there? Linda, are you there? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay, I can hear you. What can we do for you today, Linda? Uh, I have a prayer request. It's for my son, Rigoberto Chavez Jr. Okay. He is in a situation where he's uh, doing drugs. Okay. He was in a DLC facility in the Denver area for like four months, and he gave his life for the second third time to the lord so he said but they didn't let him get uh, out here in the area where i live they basically put him in pueblo where we formerly lived and where he had his charges and uh out on the street homeless so he had no family or he didn't have anybody to uh lead him or he didn't have no one to give him advice or to give him a hug or any love or attention so he went back to his old ways with his old friends and he is uh, looking at because he violated his parole to go back into a DLC facility 
and I just requesting prayer for him today. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's that the Lord will do him. His will, and he can be back out of the darkness, and the uh, Lord can uh, do something so he could be free from the drug world. Yeah. Hello. Absolutely. Oh, yep. Yeah, Linda, the, I, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but, um, yeah, absolutely, would love to pray for him. I do know that many times um, when people come to the Lord in prison specifically, uh, it, it's actually really good because they can really devote themselves to study and to prayer, and they get fellowship with, like, prison fellowship ministries and really get good discipleship. But then when they get put out back in the world, they don't know quite how to make that transition. And so I know that can be hard. And um, definitely want to want to lift your son up to the Lord and, and and pray that he would work in his life. And if that means being back in DOC for a little bit just to get his feet under him, then then we're going to trust the Lord that he's got that under control. But really pray for God to move in his situation. And so uh, let's do that. Let's come before the Lord and lift up your son, Linda. Um, Lord, we just bring Linda to you right now. Just as her son, she's in Fort Lupton, her son is in Pueblo, and he's dealing with drugs, and he's dealing with homelessness, and he's dealing with just being let out of prison and facing now a parole violation, and just lots of things going on in his life, Lord. Lots of hardship, lots of trial, lots of struggle going on in his life. And so we just pray for him right now that you would just get a hold of his heart, Lord. As he has professed faith in you, Lord, um, only you know if that's genuine in, or not in his heart, if he's really trusted in you, Lord. But as he has professed it, Lord, I pray that you would help him just to lay those things down and to walk in the power of your spirit and the freedom that you bring, Lord. For it's for freedom that you've set us free. And so I pray that he would feel that that real sense of freedom and liberty in your spirit, that he's not bound to drugs, he's not bound to addiction, he's been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. I pray that um, whether he ends up back in DOC because of this parole violation or not, Lord, I pray that you would surround him with believers who can encourage him. Lord, if he doesn't go back in, I pray that you would help him to get plugged into a church there in Pueblo and get some fellowship and some discipleship and some encouragement in the midst of that, Lord. Uh, if he does get back into the correctional system, Lord, I pray that you would give him the opportunity to get plugged into a prison fellowship, a prison ministry. And um, I just ask that you would move powerfully in his life, Lord. And I also pray for Linda, Lord, as she's got to be just heart, heart aching over her son and his current situation, Lord. Would you just give her encouragement? Would you give her peace? Would you help her just to be able to rest and trust in you? And just to remember and realize that prayer is the biggest thing that she can do for him, is to, to bring him before you, to lay him at your feet, and to constantly lift him up, Lord, to do battle for him in prayer. And so we just uh, lift her son up to you, Lord. We lift Linda up to you. Pray for encouragement for both of them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Linda, I, I don't think you're still on the line. Are you on the line there? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, perfect. Uh, Linda, definitely, definitely uh, want to keep praying for your son. And so um, let's just continue to lift him up. And I, I think that's the biggest thing you can do right now is just pray for him encourage him when you can just when you get a chance to talk to him on the phone and um, we're going to trust God just to, to, to break into his life in this okay thank you pastor I appreciate it very much I do trust in the Lord 
say he did give his life to the Lord when he was like 14 or 15. He was a born-again Christian. He just got around the wrong people out on the streets. And, yeah. But I know that God is big, and he has a plan. So God bless you, and thank you for your prayers. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for your call, Linda. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thanks. You are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood hosting today's program on the Monday edition. You can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text at 720-336-0897. Looks like we've got those technical difficulties sorted out, which is great. So if you were holding off on your call because you weren't sure it was going to work, please do call in. We'd love to talk to you. We're coming up on the break here in just a second, but... I would definitely love to take your calls or your prayer requests today. And if you're listening on the Front Range, uh, Colorado Springs, Fort Collins, Lakewood, Denver, Cheyenne, Wyoming, you're listening to Grace FM. If you're listening on the East Coast uh, from New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, you're listening to Hope FN. And would love to take your calls from any of those places today. Once again, 303-690-3000. Or you can text at 720-336-0897. All right, going to take a quick look here at text messages. All right, let's see. Um, looks, oh, nothing coming quite yet there. Looks like we've got Lori um, back on the line. Maybe this is the same Lori. I'm not sure if this is the same Lori or a different one, um, but Lori, Lori, welcome to the I'm program. Not the, I'm not the Lori that you lost. Um, oh, okay. But I was just calling... Um, about the person that sent us uh, a text message about um, being uncomfortable uh, yeah. with preachy people or preachier people. Yeah. And are you there? Yes, I am. Abs- yeah. Can you hear me? Hello? Uh, yeah, Lori, I am here. Can you hear me? Um, I think I lost you. I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah, Lori, if you can if you can hear me, just uh, just keep going. Absolutely, I know you were going to talk about the uh, the the man who texted in that he was uncomfortable when people were talking about the Lord around him. All right, looks like we're still having some issues. Uh, maybe hopefully we'll be able to get some of that sorted out over the break coming up here in just a couple minutes. Um, but Lori was wanting to talk about um, the the text that came in earlier when. He, he was struggling around people who were preachy, um, just feeling uncomfortable. So, Lori, if you're still listening, again, would love to have you call us back here in just a minute. Um, get some of this stuff sorted out over the break here in just a second. Would love to, to, to hear your, your thoughts on that and uh, take any question you have as well. Once again, this is Calvary Live on the Monday edition. You can call us at 303-690-3000. Uh, I, know, I know we'll actually have this figured out here in just a second. You can text at 720-336-0897. Okay, looks like we've got Mike from Denver on the line. Mike, welcome to the program. Mike, welcome to the program. All right, I think we are going to take just a second and uh, we're going to hold off on any calls until after the break. We're going to reset some of the, the technical stuff here, get that all sorted out and get it working by the time the break's over. So hang on if you've been listening and the 
technical difficulties are frustrating you, just be praying for us real quick with that. Pray that we get that stuff sorted out. It should be taken care of here shortly. And uh, we'll go to the break here in just a minute. And once we do, um, we'll be able to take some calls right afterwards. I'm told that they're going to be able to reset some things right after the right during the break and get it live. So all of you who've been cut off, we apologize for that. Please call us back in just a few minutes. I have one question that came in via text message. Um, and someone texted in asking for prayer for um, their addiction to pornography and sexual immorality. And so definitely would love to pray for that person. And, um, and I'm sure that there are many people who are struggling with that. And so let's pray. Lord, we just pray for this person right now. Pray that you would bring them healing in this, that you would bring them deliverance from it. Show them that you've broken those chains. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Nate Morris, and we're going here to the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. All right, welcome back to the program. This is the Monday edition of Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, hosting the program today. You can call us with your questions or your prayer requests at 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand. You can also text at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Would love to uh, answer any questions you have about the scriptures, questions about the Bible, questions about life uh, or evangelism. Has kind of has been the the theme for today. Or um, would love to take any prayer requests that you may have today as well. And for those of you who were cut off earlier, would love to have you call us back. Um, I know we were having some technical difficulties earlier. We're hoping those are sorted out at this point. Um, but pray for us. Pray that that would get sorted out, that it would work, and we wouldn't have any issues there. Let's actually just come before the Lord with that right now, just for a moment. Lord, we just uh, we thank you for the opportunity to have this program. And um, that we pray that you would just take care of whatever's going on behind the scenes with the, the, the technical stuff here, Lord, and, and the different things we know. Um, that you are in control of all things, Lord, that you hold all things together, and by you all things consist. And so uh, we just pray that you would let those things work, Lord, just fix it, and we bring it before you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so um, we will try to take some more calls here. If you got cut off earlier, we'd love to have you call us back with your question or your your comments. Uh, And if for some reason it doesn't work, we'll just take some text messages today. Um, But go ahead and Give us a call today, 720-336-0897 is the number to text, or you can call at 303-690-3000. Would love to take any questions you have, any prayer requests you have, and um, just kind of to bring some of those things before the Lord. I know I I had to kind of go quickly for the last person's prayer request that came through before the break, asking for prayer for their um, porn addiction and sexual immorality. Um, and you know, it's unfortunate. This is something that is is rampant in our world today, and especially with the availability of devices that you can easily get pornography on. Um, and unfortunately, it, it's ravaging the church as well. And so um, would love to just take a second and pray for this person again, and also pray for anybody that's out there that is struggling in this area, just to bring it before the Lord. 
Um, there is freedom from this. There is grace for this. And God wants to move and to work in your life if this is something that you're struggling with. But you have to turn it over to him. And you have to realize that those chains that you feel bound to, those were broken by the blood of Jesus 2,000 years ago. So let's pray uh, for this, this person that texted in and let's pray um, for the rest of our listeners today who are struggling with this. Father, we just bring um, this person before you just as they've been struggling with porn addiction and with sexual immorality in their life, Lord. Pray that you would help them to realize that those chains that they feel bound to, um, to this addiction, that those were broken, that your blood broke those chains, Lord. They no longer have any obligation to do what their sinful nature urges them to do, as it says in Romans 8, 13, Lord. They, they've been given freedom by your Spirit now to walk in, in newness of life. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just equip them by your Holy Spirit to walk in that newness of life, to leave the old things behind, to realize that they are a new creation in you, Jesus. And, Lord, for any other listeners who are dealing with this issue, I pray that you would just convict their hearts of the sin that, they've, that they're holding on to, Lord, that they would turn it over to you, that they would walk in freedom, Lord, because for freedom that you've set us free. And so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, you can call us today at 303-690-3000. You can also text 720-336-0897. And it looks like we have Gary on the line. Let's give this a shot. Gary, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. Good. You can hear me. That's great. Yes, I can. All right. Sounds like we got some things working. That's great. Gary, what was your, uh, what was your question or prayer request today? Well, it's more or less silly, I do believe, but um, the basis of it is that, you know, I do have the Spirit of God in me, and when I do do things that are wrong in my actions, where I look at someone, even my thoughts, a lot about my thoughts, I, uh, well, my point is, you know, I hate myself. You know, for being the human that I am and not having the Spirit have total control over everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I guess uh, my, my real point is, how can I stop despising myself so much? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't feel right about that either. But, you know, uh, I just know and I do wrong, and I just don't want to do those things, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm... I'm I have no problem saying I'm a good man because, you know, of, of who I am. But, but you know, when I do make those mistakes, if it's one a day or 50 a day, you know, it comes up in my heart, my mind, and I realize it. And I just despise myself for allowing that to happen. You know, I just want to walk perfectly. Yeah. Well, Gary, you know, what what you're describing to me is the experience of a lot of Christians. Absolutely. Because... When you have the Spirit of God inside of you and when you've put your faith and your trust in Jesus and then when we struggle with sin, it's uncomfortable. And to be honest, it should be uncomfortable. It shouldn't be a comfortable thing for us to be able to, to, to deal with sin in our lives. It should make us uncomfortable. And so that's a good sign, first off, that you're feeling some of that uncomfort, uncomfortability because of the sin that you're dealing with. But I think what you're experiencing is something that we see uh, in Romans chapter 7, and then we kind of see the solution to it in Romans chapter 8. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to walk you through this just a little bit. So in Romans chapter 7, we see Paul the Apostle, um, and Paul is talking about his condition 
as a, a man that he's found himself under the law. Now, this section of scripture is debated a little bit as to what state Paul was in in his life. But I believe he was a Christian at this point in his life because he, before he was a believer, he thought that he was righteous. He thought he was a righteous Jew. He thought he was upstanding. He thought he had it all made. But yes. after he became a Christian, he realized, man, I am a weak sinner. And then he says in Romans 7, verse 15, he says, For what I am doing, I don't understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. And so th this is kind of, you know, along the lines of what you're saying. You, you, you're it's exactly it. what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And so Paul, he goes on and he says, and with my mind, with my soul, with my spirit, I want to serve the Lord. But with my body, I serve sin. And it's this battle that we face as believers. And to a certain extent, we all face this all the time. But the cool thing about what Paul the Apostle describes in Romans 7 is he, he's in that spot of, man, being like, I am doing what I hate to do. I don't want to keep doing that. But then we get to Romans chapter 8 because he says, who will deliver me from this body of death? That's what he says the last verse in Romans 7 or the, the last couple of verses, Romans 7, 24, it says, Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Um, he, he's, just sent, he's seeing this battle go on in his life. And then he gets to Romans 8, and the first verse in Roman 8, Romans 8 says this, There is now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And so what we see in Romans 7, I believe, is Paul the Apostle as a Christian, but still feeling that weight of his sin upon him. Yeah. And then what we see in Romans 8 is Paul the Apostle having this almost an awakening of the reality that he is no longer bound by those chains of sin. There's no condemnation, first of all. So his sin is forgiven him. But then there's also a freedom to live the way that God would call him to live. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, that any of us as, as believers now can live a perfectly sin, sinless life. Um, I think if people say that, they're, um, they're, they're not being honest. You know, because John says, you know, if you say that you have no sin, then you're a liar and you're sinning. So, <laughs> you know, we all For have real. sin. For real, yeah. Yeah, but as a believer in Jesus... Walking in the Holy Spirit, there is a certain level of freedom that we are afforded from Jesus Christ, which is an amazing thing to experience. Uh, and we see that in Romans chapter 6, just before, in Romans 6, um, you see that we are given the ability to walk in newness of life. Romans 6 verse 4, you see that we're buried with him through baptism into death, but then now we're given new life in Jesus. And so, uh, you know, what I would encourage you to do is, is spend some time really reading and meditating on Romans 6, 7, and 8, um, that section in the book of Romans, because it describes that whole process. And, and what you're experiencing is very normal. Um, and, and in a sense, it's a good thing because you're grasping this real concept of, man, I, I am a sinner, you know, I, I, and I don't want to be. But then that's not a place that you want to stay. You want to, you want to move beyond that to that Romans 8 place of walking in the freedom of the Spirit. And of course, we still sin and we still mess up, but thank the Lord there's grace at that point, you know. Um, and we see in Romans 8, actually, I, I referenced it in my prayer a minute ago, in Romans 8, verse 12 and 13, 
um, it says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And so, man, that was a transformative verse in my life. I remember uh, it was probably, man, I want to say it was probably 12, 13 years ago, um, at least, maybe longer. It was, it was 12 or 13 years ago. I remember there was a moment in my life when I was struggling with addiction, and it wasn't drug addiction or alcohol addiction or anything like that, but I, I struggled with addiction, uh, and I went from one thing to another, just a very addictive personality. Yeah. And, and I just couldn't stop doing the things that I didn't want to do, you know, and, and I kept being like, ah, oh, I just, I would get so angry at myself, and That's I would right. feel, yeah, I'd feel like trash, and I would feel like garbage, and, and I knew the scriptures, and I knew the Lord, and it wasn't like a, this wasn't me before Jesus, this was me after Jesus. But then I remember sitting down and reading this section of scripture, uh, Romans 8. And actually, I remember reading it in the New Living Translation, which um, usually I read the New King James, but this time I was sitting there reading it in the New Living Translation. And it says in that version, it's kind of seared into my memory at this point because it was transformative for me. It says, Brethren, you therefore have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. And so for me, I had felt obligated to, to, to my sin. I felt like I had to keep doing it, you know, like I had no option. But it, for me, it was like an awakening. I, I, I'm not obligated to that. And it said, for if you keep doing those things, you'll die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you'll live. And so um, God offers us this freedom as we walk in the Spirit where we no longer have to be bound up under those chains of sin. Um, and it's something that you have to, to walk into and grow into. It's, it, for, for many people, it's not just an instant of pure deliverance. Some people it is, but um, for many it's not. But for you, I would recommend spend some time praying and reading and studying Romans 6, 7, and 8. And uh, I really believe God will speak to you and give you some, some freedom in those sections of Scripture. Well, there's nothing scripturally that would tell me not to despise myself as much as I do, and I'm not going to go on about that, but it's just a ramification of, you know, what I'm experiencing, you know. I just uh, wish I was a, a better person when I do, and it's not like I do it all the time, but it, I do it enough to where, you know, I realize it. And, you know, Paul calls himself a wretch, you know, that's pretty much how I feel, you know. Yeah. And, I, I, I do live in the glory of God, and, and that bothers me, too, because I realize I have what I need, and I'm just not bouncing around. I'm, I'm more like on edge and guard myself, you know, as much as I can, and I just don't really understand it. It's a weird place in my life, to be honest. Yeah. And, you know, uh, uh, like I said, to a certain extent, it's good for us to to really hate the sin in our lives. Um, but it's only good to the point that it causes us to repent. And that's, that's, the, that's the challenge. Because we, if we're just sitting around thinking, woe is me all the time, the problem with that is that makes us ineffective for the kingdom. And we're not right. moving past it. And so yeah. it's, like, it's, a, it's a balance. To a certain extent, man, when, you're, when, you're, when you've got sin in your life, it's like, ah, man, I, I, man, I hate that about myself. I don't want to do that. And that's a good thing because it causes you to take a step towards God. But if you're just dwelling in that place um, 
and just being down on yourself, it, it, that's, not a, that's not actually what the Lord wants. He wants you to move past it. That's more what the enemy wants to say. He wants to be your accuser and say, yeah, look how horrible of a person you are that you would do that. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's like a, uh, a classic situation to where I feel the burden, and I, and I know it's, it's dark, it's not right, and, uh, uh, yeah. and, and I know I have the keys. You know, and uh, maybe it's just a season, if you will. You know that that's going on in my life right now. I have, I have season after season often, yeah. and uh, you know, I just don't know. Uh, and and I really debated about even asking such a question because I I realized that staying in deep prayer mm-hmm. and having it on your heart and looking, searching in the scripture, yeah. now what you just mentioned to me is. Probably the biggest key I'll, I'll find, except for mercy and grace. Yeah, and you know, Gary, I'm really glad you did ask. I know you said at the beginning you thought it was a silly question, and just now you're saying, I, I think this is so important, because I know that there are many people out there that are in this same situation as you. And, um, and I know that God offers great freedom, and he wants to bring great freedom in that. And, and I've experienced that personally. And so I, I'm so glad that you asked that question. So thank you. Well, for I appreciate in. your testimony, you know, from 12, 13 years ago. Cause, yeah. Because I know you've gone through this, I, I believe, you know, what you told me, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I don't really believe I dwell on it. I'm just aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, and it's been going on too long, you know, and I just want to reach a point to where I do have that freedom, to where when I make a mistake, I know immediately, you know, yeah. that I'm forgiven because my heart's right. Right. Absolutely. So, well, Gary, can I, can I pray for you for this? Yes. All right. And I want to lift up other people who are in this situation as well, because I know that there are some of our listeners who are in that same spot. And so let's come before the Lord. Lord, I just lift up Gary to you, and, um, and I, know, I know the spot that he's in. Paul the Apostle knew the spot that he's in. So many believers have gone through this same sense of, of feeling at, at different times or another, Lord. Um, and I just pray right now, first, that you would just give him just great reassurance of your love and your grace for him in the midst of, what, what, of everything he's facing in his life, Lord. Um, that there's nothing that, that puts us too far from you. Um, that you, your grace is greater than all of our sin, Lord. And just pray that you give him that reassurance, Lord. I pray that you'd also just give him that, that assurance of the freedom that you've bought for him. It wasn't just forgiveness you bought for him, Lord. It was freedom that you bought for him. It was the ability to leave those things behind. You've given him newness of life that, um, Lord, just as we see it in Second Corinthians 5, that, that he's a new creation. He's a new yes. creation in you, Lord. So pray that you would help him and the other listeners who are struggling with this just to realize you know, we are a new creation. We no longer are bound by those chains. We can walk in the freedom of the Spirit. And Lord, I know it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. So Lord, I pray that you would encourage him today. I pray that you would bring some believers around him who can encourage him in the coming days, Lord, and just to, to help him just get to that place of freedom in your Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Gary. Thank you so much for your call. You have a great day. Yeah, bless you, brother. Bye. Bye. All right, once again, you're listening to Calvary Live on the Monday edition. Thankfully, it looks like we've gotten our technical issues covered and fixed here. Thank the Lord for that. We prayed for that earlier. 
Uh, you can call us at 303-690-3000. You can also text at 720-336-0897. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. Would love to have you join us for service sometime on a Sunday morning. We meet at 9 and 1045 at our church, Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. Looks like we've got Tristan from Corpus Christi, Texas on the line. Tristan, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Nate, how you doing? Good, good. How are you doing? Not bad. I miss you guys a lot. Um, uh, I have a question for you, and then I'm going to jump off the line so I can look into it. Um, I'm sure that there's uh, there's plenty of other believers who, who've had this same question before, so hopefully we can get some uh, some uh, answers in here, okay? Yeah, absolutely. And then I wasn't sure that this was the Tristan that I know, but it's good to hear from you, Tristan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. It's good to... Uh, I miss you guys a lot. Um, you too, brother. So here's here's my question. Uh, yeah. When 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 we as a believer uh, um, are, are at a point where we need to make a decision in our life, okay? Um, like like me, I, I have a business that started out as a sightseeing business. It's turned into kind of a sightseeing drinking business. I feel like the Lord's calling me to to step away from the business, um, possibly sell it. It's gonna be it's gonna require uh, walking by faith and not by sight because because uh, it put a lot into it. Um, now, here's my question. I, I've seeking some guidance from the leadership at my church, and I'm, I'm getting mixed uh, um, answers. Um, I have uh, a couple people saying, hey, yeah, you know what, it, it, it's okay, just keep doing what you're doing. Another one saying, hey, listen listen to whatever God's put on your heart. So when we're, when we're in a situation as a believer where we're seeking God for an answer, but we don't really have a clear, uh, um, we're not getting a clear answer as a believer, What what is something that we can do uh to help find <laughs> the answer do you understand my question um yeah. have you ever been in a situation where you really don't know the answer and it's, it's going to require stepping out in faith and uh, you just absolutely. don't know which which way to go yeah absolutely tristan um for sure definitely definitely know exactly what you're talking about um been in that situation many times i think many believers are and uh, it's an important thing to learn how to hear from the Lord. And so I'd say a, a couple of things. First off, uh, we always want to turn first and foremost to the Word of God. And so if the question before us has two choices, and one choice leads us to, to a place that would have us do something that we know is contrary to what the Word of God would have us to say, then we know that that's the wrong choice. And so I, I don't know in your specific situation um, exactly all the details, what's going on with that. Um, but if, if the, the, one of the choices in your situation leads you to do things that you feel are, you know, contrary to what the Word of God would lead you to do, then, then you want to not do that. You want to go the opposite way. Um, that's the first and foremost thing. The, the second one is something that you, that's actually, you sounds like you've already done, is come before the, the leadership in your church and ask them for their insight on it, seeking guidance. It says in Proverbs, in the multitude of counselors, there's wisdom. Um, and so that's a, that's a great, great thing to do is to seek counselor, counsel and guidance from other believers. Um, of course, people can be wrong, and they often are. And so you have to take everything they say with a grain of salt and filter it through the Word of God, of course, and filter it through the Spirit. Also, asking the Holy Spirit for His insight and His guidance on uh, what he would have you do. And then sometimes you just have to take a step and move uh, and take a step of faith in that and, and move in, in a certain direction. Um, you know, Pastor Chuck Smith 
uh, used to, to always say this quotation is you can't steer a ship that's not moving. And I always thought about that in the sense of, okay, well, it's a, it's a, a boat sitting in the water. It has to be moving for the rudder to steer it. The rudder moves it in any direction it wants to, but unless the boat's moving, it's not going to steer it. And so at some point in there, you have to take a step of faith towards the Lord. And really, I think the question becomes, is what you're choosing to take a step of faith in, is it stepping towards the Lord or away from the Lord? And my wife and I have made many steps of faith over the years and seen God work in miraculous ways. Um, but the key is checking yourself as to whether the thing that you're doing is pushing you closer to Jesus or further away. And we never want to make a decision that's contrary to the word. Uh, and when you take those three things, usually if you line those three things up together, it can kind of give you a good sense. Another way to, to examine things is there's a, there's a great book um, by Henry Blackaby. It's called Experiencing God. And it actually gives you kind of some different keys and clues as to how you can make some of those decisions and seek the Lord in those things. And so I um, hope that helps you out there, Tristan. It was good to hear from you. Uh, love you, brother. Um, come visit us sometime next time you're up in Colorado again. All right, going to take a quick look here. Looks like we have a couple more callers. I'm going to try to get to them if we can before the end of the program. Uh, looks like we have Lawrence on line three. Lawrence, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. How are you doing, Lawrence? I'm doing good, thank you. I just have a couple of quick questions. Uh, a new brother and sister in the Lord, can they survive without prayer, uh, fasting, or reading the Bible in the Spirit? And then my other question is... Uh, does a person need to be baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost in order to enter the kingdom of God? Okay, cool. Those are, those are two great questions, Lawrence. Thank you for your call. Um, so th the first question was, can a new believer survive without really um, engaging in some of the, the really basic Christian practices? So, so studying the Word, prayer, you mentioned fasting, some of those things. Um, I think that this is it's a little bit subjective. I mean, can they or can they not? Is it theoretically possible? Possibly. But I, would, I always would recommend anybody, especially a new believer, to really dive in as deep as possible into the Word. Absolutely. I mean, you've got to really learn what you're, what you're believing, you know. Um, a lot of times mm -hmm. a new believer, they accept and respond to the gospel, but they don't know much beyond that. And so I think it's vitally important to get, uh, to start studying the Bible. And so... Um, a great way to do that for a new believer, if there's anybody listening today that's a new believer, is just to pick up the book of John uh, in the Bible and start there. Start in John and start reading through. Also, prayer is absolutely important. Um, prayer, we come before the Lord and, and, and we connect with God in that sense. I think it's absolutely important. Um, fasting is another Christian practice that's important and it is overlooked a lot today. Um, so those things are, are definitely important, I believe, for a new believer, for sure. Um, I think I, I think it would be really hard for a person to maintain their faith as a new believer um, to really be strong in the Lord without taking part in those practices and and, and also getting plugged into a church. Uh, I think it's important yeah. to be plugged into a body of believers. Yeah, because I think I read somewhere where uh, on that second question where it says that uh, we must be born again and receive the gift or. We can't even see the kingdom of God. And I was thinking about if we can't see it, how are we supposed to enter it? Yeah. So, yeah, then to your second question, which we may or may not have time for to get through it too much today because we're coming up on the end of the program, but I do want to address that. Um, it was, do you have to receive the, the, the gift of the Spirit to be saved? 
Um, and did you mention, were you mentioning baptism, like water baptism, or just baptism of the Spirit? I just mentioned uh, speaking in the tongues and, the, and the receiving right. the, the Holy Spirit in that. Because I think I read it, it says you can't even see it. If you can't even see it, I was thinking how we're we supposed to enter. Right. Yes, but this is a great, great question. Um, I really appreciate that question, and I think this is going to minister to a lot of people. So hopefully I can express it succinctly enough before we get to the end of the show. Um, so as the way that I believe that the Holy Spirit works, and this is, you'll find this consistent across Holy, Holy, I mean, Calvary chapels, is that there's three different works of the Spirit. There's, there's the work of the Spirit in the world, convicting the world of sin and righteousness, as we see from the Scripture. Then there's the work of the Spirit in the person, in a believer. So when you place your trust in Jesus, you are automatically sealed with the Holy Spirit. Um, so you're sealed with the Holy Spirit for the day of redemption. Um, yeah. So as a, as a believer in Jesus Christ, the moment you trust in Jesus, you're sealed. You see that in Ephesians 1.13. It says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And so, if you've put your trust and faith in Jesus, you have the seal of the Holy Spirit upon you. But there's a separate work of the Holy Spirit, I believe, that we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this is uh, what you're talking about. For some people, the baptism of the Holy Spirit equips them to speak in tongues. For others, it, it works prophecy. But really, the idea behind the baptism is power for service. It's the Holy Spirit coming upon us and then enabling us to serve in the kingdom. So I hear the music coming up here, Lawrence. And so I, I thank you for your call. Um, I hope that kind of helps out with there. But if you're a believer, you've been sealed with the Spirit. You belong to Him. This is Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris. And I'm from Calvary Belmar and Lakewood. Thank you for tuning into the program today. You guys have a great evening and tune back in tomorrow at 4 p.m. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.